Hi, I'm your host, Grace, and welcome to The Voiceful Podcast, where we're challenging the narrative one conversation at a time. Hello, hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well. I am doing okay. Mine is melting every single day because it's so hot, but I'm fine. Um, And it's been a while. Life has been kind of busy, but I've had an episode that I've been working on um, more recently. So yeah, you know, I was thinking about something recently that really took me by surprise. I noticed so far all my episodes are less than 10 minutes. Now, anyone who knows me knows I'm very long-winded. I'm just the queen of context. And especially if I'm really excited about something, I will go in. Anyways, let me jump into it because I'm kind of off track here. I think I just have a lot on my mind in a good way, though. And um, really, really excited about this topic to a certain extent. So today... I am going to be speaking about guarding your heart. I feel, okay, so number one, one thing you know about me is, for the people that do know me, when I'm studying my Bible, I like to study it practically. So I I do this, or this habit came about because I was trying to understand what certain things meant practically because there's a lot of things we know from the Bible or verses that we kind of say a lot but do we actually know what they mean and um in my journey of learning and studying my bible i understood the importance of understanding the context and number two the importance of a dictionary when you're doing this and i think the one of the main things that got me on this journey was when i left my primary school which is a kg they used to give all the levers like these really cool bibles that were always the rave then came my class and they gave us bible commentaries that guys we were 12 you know these commentaries were heavy funny enough that commentary traveled to canada with me and i've kept it but it got me into studying my bible so if that was the only reason god put that commentary there because he knew one day grace will be really interested in studying the bible sorry to the rest of the class <laughs> it's worked well for me um and so with this verse i had seen a post that just reminded me of something that god had spoken to me about regarding this right so i'm going to break down this well i guess this podcast into three main areas that i'm hoping will help us understand what does it really mean uh, to guard our heart and the reference verse is guard your heart above all else because out of it flows the issues of life i love what the message bible says it says it determines the course of your life that's really deep if you think about it right okay so the three areas i'm going to speak i'm going to use to break down my understanding so far of this verse is number one what's the importance of the heart um number two what does it mean to guard your heart and number three when do you need to guard your heart so coming back to the first is what's the importance of the heart i really appreciate verses and everything the bible that i have a point of reference for so in this case i have a point of reference for a heart as in the organ in our body and 
when I do have these points of references, is that English? Anyways, I like to look at what they do practically and then come back and uh, understand what it meant for that being the word being used to describe whatever the word of God was trying to say, right? And so, yeah, if we look at the heart, the organ, this is the second most important organ of the body, second to the brain, of course, because the brain controls all the systems, circulatory system, etc, etc, I don't remember the names of the others, um, yeah, bio was a long time ago, uh, biology that is, um, but I love how when you look up what's, you know, like just on Google, I kind of just looked up the heart and what it says about the physical heart anatomy it says this it says your heart is the main organ of your cardiovascular system a network of blood vessels that pump blood throughout your body it also works with other body systems to control your heart rate and blood pressure your family history personal health history and lifestyle all affect how well your heart works and when i read that i'm like yo that that's pretty much the same specifically the last sentence is what affects how your heart works you can relate that to our heart as in what this verse is referring to and those same things affect the state of our heart in a spiritual sense the environments we grew up in the what we expose ourselves to, our spiritual health, all these things affect our heart, right? But the heart is important for life in the body. And when you think about it, the verse that say determines the course of your life. Um, and I think it's really important to just take time and ponder on these things a lot. I think the more and more I meditate on God's word, the deeper the understanding I have. And the thing is, I could go back to this verse in five years and I'll learn something new. That's one thing I learned about the uh, about God's word is it's just, there's always something to learn. You can always go deeper, you know? And so anyways, I looked further into the heart and understanding what's, uh, you know, what protects the heart. And there's a protective layer. It's called the, oh my goodness, pericardium. <laughs> I hope I pronounced that correctly. And the pericardium, oh my goodness, my bimba tongue is struggling. It also covers, sorry, it covers the roots of your major blood vessels, um, which are also known as the great vessels. So I'm guessing these are the major blood vessels that, um, you know, take part in the function of the heart. And... When I looked at that, I'm like, wow, it covers the roots. Because roots are the source of life, right? If you have a plant and you cut off the top, if the root is still in the soil and planted, life still exists. But if the root is destroyed, life cannot exist. And um, I just found that quite significant to the fact that even in our lives, you know, if we have good things planted and whatever these good things may be, this truth from God, 
in our identity and how we view ourselves and how we understand life, etc., etc., if we don't guard that and the roots are exposed or damaged or destroyed, it will literally affect our lives. And I just found that very interesting and um, I just wanted to shed light on helping us understand the heart from that perspective, of, from the perspective of our physical heart. And so the second part is, what does it mean to guard your heart? Now, this is the practical grace coming to play again. When we think of God, we usually think of security and shielding. And um, if you think about a house and you think of God guarding something, you think of putting up fences and gates and a, a physical God, all these things to actively secure the precious item. And for many of us, how we guard our hearts spiritually is we do this by putting up walls and being suspicious of everything and everyone. When I don't think this is what the word of God is trying to say, because we all know when you put up a wall, it keeps both the good and the bad out, you know? Um, and... When we don't have room for trust in our heart again, in our hearts again, it makes it very hard for us to actually let the good in because we're just suspicious at all times. So I believe when God's speaking about a God, it's not a wall he's speaking about, but a filter. And I'll get into this later, but just to backtrack a bit, I also believe that guarding in the case of this in the context of this verse is about knowing and this is this will kind of help you understand why i said a filter so when i say knowing what am i referring to knowing god's truth about you and your life knowing who you are to him and what he says about you knowing literally the word of god <laughs> so i'm gonna use an analogy that the Lord gave me a couple years ago. I remember this was 2020. And I'm like, Lord, what does it mean to guard my heart? I feel like I've done such a, ter a terrible job at it. And I remember just talking to God and getting this analogy. And I hope I can remember it correctly. It's in one of my many journals that I do not have with me at the moment. It's uh, In this analogy, the first item was in life. No, if you have a home, if you have a home, even if you clean your home and you take care of your home, there are things that you stop seeing simply because your eyes get adjusted to it. Certain flaws and uh, imperfections and everything um, and some things that could be structurally damaging. So if there's like cracks in the walls or paint is peeling or dust bunnies, 
the more you see it over and over again, the more normal it becomes to you. So you start to unsee these things. But then when someone new walks into your home, they can see all these things. No matter how tidy it looks to you, they can see everything else. Unless they're coming from a worse environment, then your house looks really great to them. Actually, that's just like a revelation now. Yeah, if they're coming from a worse environment, your house looks really great to them. But if they aren't, they come in, they'll be able to see these things. And someone who is close to you or you have a relationship with may say, hmm, maybe you should think about painting the walls or you should think about filling in those cracks because it might actually... um result in this that or the other or think about fixing the roof because when it starts to rain you won't be protected they'll point out those things for your benefit but then there are other people who walk into that space so they're sorry let me just track back to the first person their presence in your environment will leave you with an even better home than when they arrive. They leave things better. And then there's another group of people who if you let into your home and they have no regard for your space and they don't really care about your space. They're like, they're not just not invested like that. They may come and they may actually break more things and some may do some simple dumb, maybe break a plate, break break more plates than necessary or a really nice vase that you liked. Or, you know, they could do even worse damage and make the cracks that are disturbing the structural integrity of your home even bigger. Those are the two groups of people. And what God showed me is that is a depiction of people in your life. Community that is good for you comes in and they hold you accountable, but from a place of love. So, and if you don't have community like this, you really need to think twice about intentionally building that because they can come into your life and it's vulnerable. It's really vulnerable. It's not easy, but they could come into your life and they'll be like, huh, oh, that's insecurity. Why are you speaking to yourself like that? When maybe the people you had been around before were all insecure and they couldn't see it. But because this person is coming from a place where they are no longer insecure, they build you up. And it may be a hard thing to receive at the time because our natural inclination is to feel shame, but there is nothing to be ashamed about. Because correction is not condemnation. And even if it was condemnation, as God's children, we don't have to stay condemned, you know. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> but um, for you, it's like, 
oh, I've never noticed that about myself. I've never noticed that, that oh, that actually is insecurity. Now, this thing has been revealed to us that we weren't able to see in ourselves. But this other person who has, again, coming from a better home, not better home per se, but like, you know, a, a better space, a more cleaned up space, was able to point it out. And they won't just point it out if they're part of your inner circle like that. And from my experiences with godly community, they'll help you build it up. And because we're all human beings and we all lack in one area or the other, we help them build up different other areas. That's the one thing I found about like a core community. And it's not easy. It's vulnerable. There's a lot of accountability. And... um even when looking for a life partner, if you have someone who doesn't build you up like that, who isn't willing to tell you the truth as it is, that's for it's hard to hear, but for me, I'm like, that is such proof of someone having my back. As a recovering perfectionist, I still have a hard time with someone telling me, Oh, what you're lacking confidence in this. Why don't you like right now I'm I'm going through preps for some interviews and one of my really good friends is helping me. And she'll give me feedback and she'll be like, okay, you can't let the lack of confidence show on the inside. I'm like, Jesus. But I'm like, she's right. I'm working on building that up. And I need to make sure that I don't lean into that too much. But it's been highlighted to me. So it's like, okay, whereas when I'm doing these preparations with someone who's not really invested in my life, it will kind of just be like, oh, this, that, or the other. They won't speak so directly to me. But because of that, I'm able to be built up because of her, right? And those are the cracks in our walls. Those are the dust bunnies under our bed. They're parts of our character that need to be worked on and are lacking, to say the least. That's what the good community in your life does for you then on the other hand you have the other people who come and make your space even worse these are people who will come and um sow discord in your life maybe they'll gossip about you maybe they'll betray your confidence they literally break you down more than they build you up they may wash a plate or two but then they broke like 10 and it's like Bruh, what's going on here? But that's that's an example of the two groups of people that could be in your life, right? Um, and then there are people who are just not invested and uh, they need to break stuff or fix stuff. They aren't really in this conversation. So anyways, whew, this has been like a long uh, explanation. But with regards to that, it's like, okay, when it comes to your heart, I spoke about a filter before, right? So, number one, the only person, the only person that you let actually take residence in your heart and live through the door of your heart entirely, in their entirety, is Jesus. That's it. And yes, we have our godly community. Yes, we have people with good intentions towards us, but they are human beings. So this is where the filter comes into place. The filter comes into place because when people's words, opinions, actions that make you feel a certain way come into your life, 
Now you filter them through the truth, through God's truth. So if someone comes and they say, oh, you, you aren't lovable. Many of us would immediately take that to heart. But this is where God in your heart comes in. It's like you aren't lovable. It hits the filter in your heart. And it's like, oh, can't accept this. Because what does God's word say? I am loved by God. You know? And that's where you start to filter out. And the reason why you need the filter, even with the community that has good intentions towards you, is because sometimes, like, when you're dealing with human beings, being hurt by them is inevitable. It is inevitable. They're going to hurt or disappoint you at one point in time or the other. Because we're human beings. Now, that doesn't mean that, oh, you cancel them and you this and you that and you shut them out. It's, you, you walk through those processes. It's conflict resolution, ETC, ETC. Um, you know, in the cases where that's necessary. Other cases, if it's dangerous to you, just uh, step away. <laughs> but then it, you protect yourself. So that's why you don't put your trust in any human being because they will disappoint you at some point in time. But in Jesus, you can trust wholly because he's the personification of truth and love, all right? And so now when someone comes, someone else comes in and they just tell you a whole bunch of horrible things, when you have this filter, you immediately like, oh, yeah, no, that's not true. I don't accept that. And I reject that. I know what is true about me and who I am. I remember when um, uh, a, a situation where an employer in my first week of working there is like, oh, it's like, you want to be lazy? And I'm shook. I'm like, what? Where is this coming from? This person doesn't know me. But then I took it so hard. And I was talking to one lady who's a mentor. And she's like, but are you lazy? I'm like, no. She's like, so why did you accept that? She was like, someone was just having a bad day and you let their words affect you for six months. And that's the importance of guarding your heart, people, is it's super important what you let through to settle in there. It's either going to build you up, leave you better, or it's going to tear you down. So just be mindful and do the thing, which is spending time in God's presence, reading your word, and just seeking God. It really helps. Like, it really, really, really helps. Um, I know many times we're like, oh, God gave us the Holy Spirit who's a helper. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is a helper within God. And um, it brings to remembrance what we have learned or read and everything. Sometimes God does speak to your heart with words that you may not know, but you find it in his word. But it's I've noticed it's, uh, things things are much easier when you actually know the word of God, right? Yeah, so anyways, that, that's on that. Um, and so from what I know so far, that's what it means to guard your heart. And so I'll go to the th third thing, which will be pretty short, is when do you guard your heart? I think the common, the most common rhetoric I hear around guarding your heart is with relationships, especially romantic relationships. I know that's how I used to take it. 
But then the one thing I'm learning is it's not a case-by-case thing. It's not a relationship-only thing. It's a daily practice. It's literally a daily practice. It's not just about guarding your heart from people, but from any influences that aren't in line with what God says, with God's truth. So you're always guarding your heart. If you think about the fact that everything about your life is influenced by the state of your heart, wouldn't you be more mindful about guarding it? And so that's just, all that's just to say, make sure you are very mindful of what you let in. And sometimes stuff does slip. And we thank God for as long as Jesus is in our hearts, he helps us clean up. He really helps us clean up. Like, yo, God is good. Like, he helps us clean up. It's not a train wreck if you let something through because we don't know that truth about God's word. But then we're, we're more equipped the next time because in him helping us clean up and building us up again, it's like, I know this truth now. Because that's in the building up, we see the truth and we understand the truth in our hearts. And um, it's just so amazing that that is what we have. But I just want to encourage everyone to take the time to really understand what this means and be mindful of it. Because I think so many people get so swayed in life because we're not guarding our hearts when it's a really important thing to do. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. You guys take care and God bless. And thank you so much for listening.